handle the truth. Jim Price, Jim Price, Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is January 29th. It's a Monday, 2023. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. I am uh, doing a special guest coming in with me. I want to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of the rundown of what happened last week or the uh, knowing thing that I was out of town, and I do appreciate a lot of the well wishes and people checking in to see if I was still alive. Uh, you know, I am still alive. I'm here, and uh it was a great week. I appreciated the time that I was able to spend with friends in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Barrett-Jackson event, and there will be more to come. Uh, you know, Tomorrow I'll talk about more detailed things. But I tell you what, guys, there's a lot of things in the world going on around us right now, and it's kind of amazing that we, we kind of forget what's important. But I will tell you, <clears throat> I was there on Saturday night when Donald Trump's uh, Lamborghini went across the auction block. And this isn't a car that should pull in the hundred thousands. I don't think it's a million dollar car, uh, anything like that. But it was uh, as soon as it was announced, it was Donald Trump's car. Uh, the crowd erupted into cheers, and there was nothing but cell phones going off. Uh, you know, everybody's got their hands in their air uh, with the cell phones, filming this entire event, and it did sell for over a million dollars. The amazing part of it is, is that when I'm in this room. <clears throat> There's everybody from just, just, you know, common people, just like you and I, just, you know, I get to be a part of it, you know. But there are rows and rows of people who have um, auctioned, uh, auction numbers that they've been verified. I mean, they have to have funds available. And uh, to say that I saw, you know, just little pockets of people here and there, it was the entire crowd erupted, and if you guys didn't happen to see the Barrett-Jackson auto auction, it went on for 10 days, and I tell you right now, guys, it is an amazing event, something to be seen, something to be a part of, just go and check everything out. Cars of every you know, uh, shape and size and, and all kinds of interesting things from true just custom stuff to just OEM off the factory floor with 1,200 miles on it. And so it was a really great event for that. But I will tell you right now, if you guys want a little bit of a, we know what happened in 2020. We know what happened uh, in the um, in the sense then. We know that the J6 and all that stuff was actually to tear apart the MAGA movement, to ma- tear apart the patriotism and the people. And I'll tell you, in that moment, uh, I actually got emotional. I, I started to tear up over the idea when they sold it for over a million dollars because that car wasn't worth anything other than the fact that it happened to be Donald's car. I mean, that's it. And the fact that the whole crowd erupts and they cheer and they cheer the whole way through. And and as the car sells, they cheer again. Uh, people were lined up to take the pictures with those cars. And it was really fascinating to see that. So, again, when we think about, you know, where we are with life in general, we're all like, oh, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's this or that. I think we are far better off and far farther along, farther further along than we realize. And so I just wanted to give you that little bit there to, uh, to kind of go over what happened while I was out of town. Yes, I had a great time. Uh, Jeff and Larry, uh, Jeff with my chronic silver and Larry with fresh mouth uh, toothpaste. 
uh, and mouth care. He was, I was helping them in their booze and as well as the RNC store. Uh, that's the Richard, um, Richardson, uh, apricot seed. I was helping them sell their, uh, apricot seeds, the latrals, the B19 and, and B15 and, and enzymes. And they got all these really great products. So anyway, it was a great event. I got to meet with, uh, hang out with those guys and do a lot of great things all week long. And so thank you guys so much for allowing me that time off. I know that I don't think I really put in a formal uh, vacation request, but I do appreciate you guys being grateful, uh, gracious to me. Uh, I am back. I will be at the Autism uh, Conference in San Antonio this weekend uh, with Brian Artis, with um, John Richardson, and others down there. So people that I know, again, will be down there. We'll be having a great time to talk about how the different processes within the body are causing this uh, this ease in the body called methylfolate or B13 or B3 or other deficiencies in our body that are obviously a part of that. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, catch my guests off. Uh, <laughs> catch her, catch her checking out her screen there. Um, Mary, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate uh, you uh, coming on the show. And I wanted to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and how everybody can find you. Thanks for having me, Jim. I'm Megan Smith, and I'm um, the president of Waymark Productions, and I've put out two films um, so far. Uh, the first one is called Boobs, The War on Women's Breasts, about breast cancer screening and how we could be doing ultrasound and thermography instead. And the second one that's just come out is called A New Standard of Care, Alternative Cancer Therapies, and that one is pretty much self-explanatory. And this whole journey started when my husband passed away of lung cancer in 2009 and he died basically of the therapies not the cancer and i had to do something about it <laughs> yeah absolutely um and that's uh i i actually you know got into the kind of the swing of uh i my second wife had a mastectomy and uh had gone through a lot of cancer treatments but i looked at it how destructive the actual medicine is uh, to the human body and what they do to women. And uh, then they put on tamoxifen right after that, which then was an, uh, to block the estrogens, which obviously didn't do any good uh, and causes all kinds of havoc on the woman's body. So I, I saw the Western side of it, and I just really felt that there was got to be something else out there besides just pounding the body with all these chemicals and really making them uh, very ill. Yeah, uh, I I didn't find anything too positive about conventional medicine as far as cancer goes, except for maybe if you're very, very early stage solid tumor, right. surgery might cure you, quote unquote. All the other stages, the cancer cells, unfortunately, the stem cells are already floating around in your blood. Yeah. And so eventually they're going to end up somewhere. And that's why these conventional therapies don't work. The chemotherapy doesn't doesn't kill all of it. It kills about 99% of the cancer. Yeah. And they don't tell us that. So we go blindly and follow the, the white coat. And it oftentimes, most times, does not end well. And that's why we're so afraid of cancer. Well, you know, and when we think of these cancer centers, um, these things are very, very powerful uh, entities. They really want to uh, push their therapies. These, these clinics, these hospitals, these therapies, they're like, hey, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. But some of these therapies are up to $100,000 per treatment. Um, and no wonder they want you. I mean, if I can sell you a $100,000 treatment, I mean, I, obviously that's what I'm going to push every day because I'm going to make money on that. And then that kind of what we're seeing in this whole Western medicine now? Yeah, they've got one just popped up close by to me, a cancer center. My girlfriend was all excited about it when her, can, her breast cancer came back and she 
followed the white coat down that road, I was trying to convince her to look at alternatives and she wouldn't even consider it. And she ended up passing away about, I don't know, maybe she made it two years. Um, but yeah, they, they've turned, they're turning into conglomerates They're They basic medicines, basically eaten up all the little private practices, the mom and pop places we used to love to go as kids yeah. and we trusted. And now they're all, because I think largely because of insurance and malpractice and everything, um, they've just, they throw up their hands and just join these, these conglomerates. And then they have to abide by the rules of the conglomerate. And that's where everything falls apart because they have to follow the standard of care so they won't get sued. Well, and, and think about that. <clears throat> I was going through, you know, I, I the reason I got it on the daily update, I was doing just the weekend radio show and, and uh, was having great success with that. But the daily update, I was seeing some, some problems, some fallacies in the, uh, excuse the expression, but follow the butthole in front of you. Follow what's in front of you. Don't the, the doctors only do what the doctors have been told, and they don't go outside of that. And I even heard uh, uh, certain things being said that were like, hey, by the way, if you go outside of this, uh, you're, you're going to go outside of this. You're going to lose your job, uh, according to these doctors. And I even remember one of the uh, patients that told me that said that they had gone to another doctor in the group, and he was the older doctor. He ended up being the head doctor, I guess you would say. And um, he said, uh, uh, there's no way that that young man said that because he cannot go outside of our protocol that we have established. Well, the we means that there's a committee of people, probably some people in finance, some people in, in different parts that have nothing to do with medical treatment. But he's like, no, this is the treatment you will get at this. And I and it's a uh, very well-known um, uh, facility. starts with an M, and a lot of people go to them for their their uh, mm -hmm. treatments. But that M name uh, said, no, this is the, what you're going to follow. So that tells me that they're not following the patient's needs prescribed to them individually. They're just doing whatever the, okay, uh, step one, you know, step two. I mean, that sounds like it's just a – a march down a checklist, then why do you need a, a doctor at all if that's all it's going to be? Yeah, I have found this the same thing. I used to love my doctor, and then she got eaten up by the M word, as you say. Yeah, and she totally changed. She started. I was like, boy, her 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 judgment's not right, and all kinds of things started going crazy. But I did. I'll, I'll say this: all the alternative medicine doctors that I interviewed, every single one of them, they had been brought before their medical boards. None of them had had their licenses taken away. None had been thrown in jail. You know, they all, they were all found not guilty and they all were charged. You know, they had to spend 50,000 plus in legal fees. They were harassed and persecuted. That's how they put it. And I would tend to agree with them. Um, some of them got FDA raids, Dr. Brzezinski in Houston, and they did everything to try and put him out of business. And he just went, I'm not going anywhere. And he's still here, you know, putting stage four brain cancers into remission. So God bless him. Well, and like I was talking about in my intro there, I was uh, with Doc, uh, with John Richardson, who is the son of Dr. Richardson, who they came after for giving people apricot seeds or latrol, which was curing thousands of cancer patients. And he just started out on the neighbor's dog and uh, cure the dog of cancer and then uh, went on to cure people and they took away his license they bankrupted him they did all kinds of stuff to try to destroy him uh, from just saying hey by the way these apricot seeds are really amazing they give you the torpedoes uh, in your in your system to be able to go out there and kill 
the uh, cancer cells, the abnormal cells, the, you know, the, the, uh, I, I don't like the fact that we, is it, let me, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Don't we use a lot of the same words for the same thing, like cancer, abnormal cells, uh, different abnormal, te- isn't that kind of, but they're all saying the same, they're all, they all mean the same, isn't that correct? Yeah, the way it was um, couched to me was that cancer, the reason, another reason conventional fails is that they're looking at the DNA, they're looking at cytotoxic um, chemotherapies versus looking at the mitochondria of the cell, which is where your metabolic functions happen. Mm -hmm. And it's basically starts out as, as a dysfunction, unless you've had a lot of radiation exposure or something, it's a dysfunction of your mitochondria and it goes from there. Mm -hmm. And so you need to just, you need to remember two things. You remember, remember that cancer loves sugar and it hates oxygen. Right. And all of these therapies are kind of based Mm -hmm. off of that. Most of them are. And I find that very powerful for the patient just to even know that much. They can actually, you know, do a lot with that just to get started on their treatment program. Well, and imagine that. I mean, these these simple things like oxidation. I mean, and we could use words like oxidation, like the rust on a on a piece of metal. Uh, we see cancer, which is rust. We when and if you're in the auto industry, or you got a car, or you're a guy, you call rust on a fender. You know, oh, that's got cancer in there. But I mean, that's really kind of the same metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, they're all, you know, I said this to somebody the other day, all cancers basically are the same because they are, again, they're a dysfunction of the mitochondria. They start out as that, but they end up in a different organ, you know, so then they classify them where you have lung cancer, you have blood cancer, you have this, you know, but they're all basically a dysfunction of the mitochondria brought on by stress. Right. You know, the thing we're eating, drinking, the air we're breathing, all of those environmental things. But stress is a big one. Stress yeah. is <laughs> stress will do stuff to the body. It's just like a cascade effect of terrible things to your body, starting out with cortisol and just goes from there. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely correct. I mean, that's unbelievable what stress can do to us. Uh, so we have these. Uh, is, do, do we use the word free radical as well as one of those words that they put in there? Isn't that under the cancer category as well? Free radicals are very bad for your body and all those environmental toxins have free radicals. So that's why these antioxidants are so important for us to take, even though conventional says stay away from antioxidants, especially if you're taking chemotherapy, because it'll reverse what the chemo is trying to do. And actually, no, it'll clean up the mess that the chemotherapy is doing to your body. And that's been proven in the literature, but, you know, that's not what conventional, whoever are making up the rules, right. you know, insurance and the conglomerates are telling their, their oncologists, no, 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 you can't be giving your, your patient antioxidants. It's, yeah. you know, it's wrong. Well, and that's a, that's a sad deal that we, we can't just be honest. Say, you know, here, here's the cards on the table. You know, here's the 52 cards, not 43 cards, not 12 cards, but all the cards and say, hey. Here's the different things we've seen, you know, and uh, we need to work on this and find the path that works for you. But that's not what AMA really prescribes or the cancer associations. Right. It's um, it's co- the, what they call um, cookie cutter medicine. They pretend like every patient is the same and they're not. And that's what these holistic doctors do is they look at their patient and find out what, you know, what their stress is. What's their cancer? What was their lifestyle? How do they need to change their lifestyle? And then depending on the cancer type, they might tweak their protocols. But I did find a, a synergy with all these pro- all the clinics I went and studied around the world mm-hmm. that they all use the high dose vitamin C, IV, and they all did the same thing. Keep the sugar to a minimum in your bloodstream because it will feed the cancer, you know, oxidate your your blood as much as possible. 
And so they had some, and Laetril was one of the things that they used. Um, problem is they've made Laetril basically illegal in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I think maybe some doctors are using it in some of the states, but not many. You have to go to Mexico. Right. They've outlawed it in the EU. And when they outlaw something, that tells me it's working, just plain and simple. Absolutely. Well, um, so what's, uh, so what are, what are you doing now? Are you, you, you got, uh, what, well, I guess I'll just leave that. What do you got, what do you got going now on, uh, on your battle on this? So basically I'm just trying to get the word out about my film. Um, it's a four hour and 45 minute film and you can find it at a new standard of care.com. Okay. And I'm, I'm basically, it's got it. Act one goes through what we're doing today. Act two talks about the clinics I found around the world and the doctors, all the doctors I spoke with. Act three, importantly, is why we're not using them. Right. I did get in to talk to National Cancer Institute, American Cancer Society, and some some big people. And so it there's a lot of information in there. I put all the medical literature in there. And I I like to say, you know, if you don't have cancer, you know, one in two men are going to get cancer, one in three women. Our friends, our loved ones are all getting them and they're getting, you know, hypersensitive right now because of everything going on in the world. But I say, you know, have a have a cancer plan in place. I mean, watch this film before you get cancer or somebody, you know, mm -hmm. gets cancer, because if you watch it after, you can't think once you get that diagnosis. A lot of people just freeze up and they can't think. And that's what happened to my husband and I. And I wish I'd had this knowledge beforehand. I watched Ty Bollinger's series after my husband passed away. Wow. And that's what gave me the idea to take everything he'd done and just keep researching it and try and put it into one place that one stop shop that people could go to for now, quick information. So I'm going to type this into the, the, the chat here, uh, spell that the website out for us so I can make sure to put it. It's, long. it's the name of my film. Oh, okay. A, okay. A new standard of care.com. A new standard of care.com. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right. So yeah, it's uh. So I just want to make sure you get that in the chat so it goes out to the different uh, um, different things. And it looks like I got a new stand. Oh, I didn't even spell it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes right. I don't either. All right. So a new. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, give, give me just a second here. We're reloading it. Okay. Say a new a n e w standard a r d. Mm-hmm. A standard. Sorry, I had a pop up that just, you know, technology. They say this stuff is getting so much better, but I don't. I don't believe them in at all. So a new standard of care. Dot com. There we go. And and that'll take you to wherever. If my platform on YouTube gets taken down, I'll put it on a different platform. But that that's my website, and it'll take you to where you can find it right now. It's free on YouTube. I just want to help people. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. This is great that you're doing this. So, and if I could just stop putting a, uh, <laughs> an R instead of an N, I would be able to go to your website. I just, <laughs> English is my first language. I'm still working on it here. Great website. Wow. Cool. Very cool. Thank you for that. Um, this is cool. So, uh, when did you, uh, decide to start putting the movie together? How long has this been a process for you? So I contracted late Lyme disease in 2007 and they told me, Johns Hopkins told me that I was incurable. And I said, no, I'm sure I'm curable. I'll figure it out. So I bought this thing called a Rife machine, R-I-F-E. Mm -hmm. And I used that for about a year and a half. And at the same time, my friend of mine had a squamous cell on his leg 
He used the Rife machine. His cancer went away. I cured myself of late Lyme. I was convinced that this machine worked. And then my husband contracted cancer and he used the machine on himself for that. And his lungs cleared up after a couple of days, but I could not convince him to just try this and then go to radiation and chemo as a fallback because he was already stage four and the writing was on the wall. So he went down the standard way and he, you know, unfortunately passed away about four months later. So that's when I ran into somebody sent me Ty Bollinger's series and I watched that all the way through. And I said, I got to do something here. I'm going to take what wonderful Ty did and just try and put it into a real quick, you know, down and dirty across the board with all the science in it. And so that's what I did. So it's been an eight year journey with, you know, the pandemic interrupted and everything else. And I put that other film out first because I I got, I thought maybe the mammography breast cancer screening, I could change. And I did start to lobby on that issue, but that got pandemic interrupt us also. So I hope to get back to that at some point. Isn't that crazy at what we all gave up for a little bit of fear. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of debilitating how bad it really became that so many people allowed for this world to come to a screeching halt. And I don't know, a lot of people didn't, but there was still a lot that, and we still have some that are still out there trying to figure it out. So I was actually at uh, Natural Grocers. I had to pick up some tart cherry and um, the late, one of the ladies in there is like all masked up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you don't like, you're in a health food store. Why are you wearing a mask? Like I just, that to me just bothered me so much that we have so many people that are still, Still living under the psychosis of all that stuff. Um, so when you, so when did you release this movie? When, is it just recently, or has it been out for a while? I released it in December, okay. so it's, it's like what two months old, if that. Right. And uh, yeah, I just, I just want to try and get the word out. That's yeah. why I appreciate coming on shows like yours. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, no, it's. Great. I want to leave people with. I want to leave people with hope instead of fear. That's the big takeaway. Hope, hope. I know what my plan is. I would not be afraid of cancer. I I would not be afraid of it. I just want to have hope that I'm going to live and get through it. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, and see what, 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 and I I tell people this quite often. I think the demonstration of April, see March is when we started talking about we're really going to shut things down and it really happened or took effect in April. And the year or the month of April, that first year, we lost more. We lost the same amount of people in one uh, one month that we usually do in a year to suicide, and I say that that's because you took away people's hope. You didn't. They didn't know where tomorrow was. They didn't know what two weeks meant. They don't know. They just kept saying, "Well, we'll let you know. We'll let you know." And can, I mean, you can, that could almost be like a little bit of a global effect of saying, "Hey, you got cancer." And we'll get back to you. I mean, that's not. Whoa. What do you? Okay. So what? That's. Fear is a real driver in people, and it really makes people shut down uh, their decision-making skills. And it's really crazy how we did that. And it's a great example of when you take people's hope away, what do they have left? If they were already down the edge, what's – I mean, how many people go home with a diagnosis of cancer and then they didn't have to die or even have to – I mean, they're like, well, that's it. I'm going to suicide because I don't want my family going through this. But what happens if they really didn't have it? What if it was a misdiagnosis? My neighbor – went through a divorce because his wife said that uh, he's a, he's an older gentleman now. He said, uh, she, he came home and said, I got cancer. She said, I didn't sign up for this. And she, she divorced him. Come mm-hmm. to find out six months later, it was a misdiagnosis. So she basically pulled the, pulled the trigger, destroyed a family and didn't have to. 
But she mm. was selfish in her way, and I and that hey, she does her own thing. That she does what she has to do. But she decided to to you know break up the family because she didn't want to deal with his cancer, and it was a misdiagnosis. Again, again, I mean, I hate to say have a cancer plan, but I, it, you know, the fear alone will just freeze you in your tracks. And they do try and rush you into chemo. I've seen it. They did it with my husband. They, he said. I'm out of pain right now because the radiation or from the radiation. So I'd like to go on a trip for two weeks and then start the chemo. The doctor said, no, no, no. You have to go in right now, right now. He was going to die anyway. You know, what was the point? He never got his vacation. And I heard a a medical, I interviewed a medical oncologist, wonderful oncologist on for my film. And he was very forthcoming. And he said, yeah, I hate to say it. It's competitive field. And so they will rush you into chemotherapy. They don't want you to get on the internet and look at alternatives. They want to, you want march you down the standard of care path and you know, Oh yeah, we can get you into surgery tomorrow. You know, yeah. you can't even think. Yeah. Well, and imagine yeah. that though, you're trying to make life ending decisions that could be life ending or life extending, but the heart and I'm a, I, I, I want people to listen to this for a second. And just like she just said, she says, my husband list, missed his vacation. What would that have, what would it have done for his soul, for his heart, for his immune system, for his demeanor, the whole thing, if he'd have just had that two weeks to go out and spend some time with himself and, and recharge his batteries and, and maybe do some earthing where he accidentally touches the sand and the water and the whatever it was he was going to do, right? So... I just, it's just a shame that he could have had those moments and yet they were taken away from him and as well as you. Yeah, I still, I still really regret that we didn't just tell the oncologist to take a hike. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wish we'd had more time to think. We just, I do want to tell you one quick story that happened in the oncologist story. This is a, another, the, sorry, the office that we went to, the first meeting. Um, so we went in and we just heard about these kickback for chemos that the New York Times had run. Um, Alex Berenson, you probably know that name. He did an article. And and so one of the people in the meeting said, Doc, what's this about you getting kickback for chemos and all your friends? <laughs> and the doctor got up and closed the door and said, here's what's going on. Sometimes I have to give a patient three chemos instead of two or I will lose money and go out of business. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a business plan. That's not, um, that's what Jiffy got in trouble for, for not actually replacing people's motor, uh, motor oil and Jiffy lube. I mean, that's, isn't that, that's like bad consumer. That's a consumer fraud, isn't it? Of some type. I mean, wouldn't it be? I'd say in some cases it's going to put the person into the grave sooner as opposed to later. And maybe, you know, I don't want to use the M word, but it's just um, it's it's to- it's a toxic, terrible stuff they're putting in your body. It's absolutely against consumer protection laws. But the standard of care in cancer is there's a wiggle room there. There's different books they can look at, so they have some leeway. And that, but Alex Berenson in that article said when they stopped doing these kickback for chemos, it was a middleman fee they could take between the wholesale and the retail price. Right? They were making a lot of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, Medicare wised up and they said, we're only going to let you take 6% above wholesale. So these these oncologists were frantic. So they started scurrying around trying to figure out how to make up that lost revenue. Well, apparently some of them, if not most of them, started to put an extra bag of chemo into a patient, probably the stage four people that they knew were going to die anyway, so that they could make up that lost re- revenue. And that just, that sickens me. And my husband had five chemos. One was a platinum base. 
and I asked the doctor, would you please pull back after on the next cocktail? Because he's he's already in a wheelchair. You know, this his body is not reacting well. And he said, no, 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 let's try this one more time. And it was that next cocktail of five chemos that did him in. So I always wow. wondered, you know, was it the five chemos? Yeah. Well, and see, like I was just you know, like, so I'm, I'm, and this is right up there, everything I was doing this last week. So, so Jeff with my chronic silver, uh, which promo code price, if you guys go over there and buy your my chronic silver nose spray, uh, um, you can do the uh, oral and they have salve and all the lotions anyway. Uh, that they're anti-cancer, and 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 I say anti-cancer very very openly about this because it 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 pushes away things that aren't real in your body. It actually settles in and it's able to do things that other people can't even begin to understand. But then I was sitting there and I'm representing and helping uh, John uh, Richardson with his his B17 or the apricot seeds, and I'm like. Why is this? A, why why can't we just be openly talking about this and, and telling people how to do this right? And this is right up the alley where it's like if I thought about it, if I thought if someone gave me a diagnosis of hey you think you got cancer first thing I'm gonna think of is parasites, and then I'm gonna think about my sugar levels, and then the next two or three phone calls is gonna be to John uh, to you know make sure I get my latrals in, and then I'm gonna be talking to Doctor Artis, and I'm gonna be talking to Judy Mikovics, and I'm gonna be doing it completely different than every. I'm I'm not gonna go to an oncologist. In fact, I would be terrified to go to an oncologist now. And that's the sad part of this is that they have created this money grubbing system that takes away from how, their honor. We can't trust them because why? Well, if I go talk to Judy, she's not gonna be like oh. Yeah, try this out so she can make, you know, 90% commissions on, you know, whatever. She's going to say, Jim, listen, here's what we got. Here, let me look at your blood test. Okay, all right. Here's where you got to get your minerals right. We got to do this. And there, there's a whole different balance to that, right? Instead, we do these other things that just, um, I, I just don't understand it. We got huge cancer wings being built in this country. But now with this uh, government chemical that everybody went and took a couple years ago, cancers are going off the chain. And we're not talking about like cancer, like, oh, I got cancer. We're talking like turbo cancer, AIDS cancer. I don't know what AIDS cancer is, but I don't, and I've said this a thousand times, I don't want AIDS cancer. I don't know, I, it's cancer is bad enough, but I can't imagine what AIDS cancer is. So anyway, I spent my, I spent my time, you know, really around people that are trying to fix this as well as you. Yeah, I think we all need to wake up. The other thing is you talked about a misdiagnosis. They they misdiagnose cancers more often than you think. So definitely, even the American Cancer Society said, go get a second opinion. It's a wise thing to do. Right. Because the pathology, which I thought was always close to 100%, one pathologist looks at a slide and the other one says, no, it's this instead. And so you can get cancer, not, no cancer. You know, be careful if you get the, the, a diagnosis and, you know, again, watch my film so you know what to do and yeah. you can think straight before you go to the doctor. Well, we got to do this. Definitely. Everybody, guys, guys, go over and watch the film. And here's what I'm going to I'm going I'm to say this a little out of turn and I, I don't mean to. But a lot of things that we think are cancers are probably not a cancer like you just said a second ago. And the things we could do now. Like, why do I have to wait till I have it? Why can't I do things preventatively to see that, make sure that I just, it's like, you know, people say, well, I asked Jesus to protect me and I didn't see one thing. Well, the problem is you don't know what he protects you from. Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And the same thing with cancer. Let's say I do the right things and I just don't happen to be affected by it and it gets removed from my body. What happened? I mean, you see what I'm saying there? Like, 
let's let's do things to so we don't even have to worry about treating something we could have just been preventing. Right. And again, it kind of goes back to keep as much stress out of your out of your system as you can, which is really hard to do these days. Yeah. But clean up your air, your water, your food. Organic does work, believe it or not. Here's a story. So from my 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 boobs, my breast cancer screening um, movie, yeah. I put myself in the film, but I wasn't going to you weren't going to see my face. But it turned out my thermogram, which picks up inflammation in the breast before a tumor forms. Right was irregular and so the doctor dr um ben johnson late great ben johnson said megan we don't know if this is cancer or not but you got something going on in your left breast and i was like what so i decided well i'm gonna be my uh, n of one and i'm gonna put i'm gonna change my lifestyle i lost 20 pounds i got off three medications and i'm now on a ton ton of supplements instead and i started eating organic and within a year all that inflammation went away because I was going down the road of possible breast cancer. Right. And so thermography is a really powerful tour to prevent cancer, solid tumors from forming if you catch it, you know, before it's a solid tumor. Yeah. So I would, you know, that that film is also boobsdoc.com, B-O-O-B-S-D-O-C.com. Okay. B-O-O-B-S. Yeah, and then doc as in documentary, D-O-C okay. uh, dot com. All right. And that one runs through, you know, radiation. We're getting a lot more radiation from these machines and they're telling us, and that's true across the board. Yeah. Uh, I could tell you all kinds of radiation horror stories, personal ones. Um, so that's, you know, you have to be careful. Don't get a CAT scan unless you absolutely have to. Save up all your radiation units for a time when you really need them. Mm -hmm. But those things are loaded with radiation, a lot more than they're talking about. And squishing the breast is bad for the breast. It's uh, well, you can, If you, you happen know. to have a cancer pocket in there, couldn't that then disperse that cancer and pop it out into your blood system? Is yeah, especially if you've just had a biopsy. They're sticking a needle in it and then they're squishing the breast. I mean, do the math on that one. It's like, it's a, like, pimp, like a pimple, right? Yeah. That's yeah. It's like yeah. putting a, a straw in an orange like we did when we were kids to yeah. get the juice out. Yeah. No, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And you can have trauma-induced cancers, it's called, just from the, yeah. Last time I had a mammogram, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> this hurts. Yeah. And I, I'm raving yeah. my breasts. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you know if uh, that was required for men to do that to their thing. Uh, we would never have one. Maybe that's why they never invented it, because we would never do it. We'd be like, uh-uh, you ain't touching that. <laughs> Not the way you girls yeah. have put up with that. And that's amazing you guys have had to do that. Uh, for decades. I mean, again, with all the advancement in ultrasound, with all kinds of different technologies, we, we don't need to do the kind of x-rays. I almost feel like as a, like, I don't know, it's archaic in a way. Like, here's here's the stone wheel. Uh, go roll down the road. Or you can use this brand new rubberized wheel. It's nice and smooth. And I mean, that's x-rays are the stone wheel to me. It's not even something that we should be thinking about. To, I don't know. I, to me, I get x-rays are initially, but not for the breasts and soft tissue areas. I just don't see how that's effective. Those are actually the most radiation sensitive tissue in the body, yeah. the breasts. Yeah. And so if you have dense breast tissue, to, in order to see through the dense breast tissue, we all have dense breast tissue. Yeah. They turn up the radiation when they don't tell you that. Sounds they're standing behind the lead screen and they turn up the radiation and they and they're doing more damage to your breast that way. So the higher density your breast is, the more radiation it takes. 
and the higher possibility you have of getting breast cancer, induced breast cancer from the radiation. And, and American Cancer and those guys are all saying, we can't figure out why women with high dense breasts are getting more cancers. I'm like, because you're reading the patootie out of them. That's why yeah. they're getting more cancers. I, I, and these are people who are doctors. Like, I, I, know. I mean, it's like, I don't understand why this happens. I'm like, didn't you study this in college and take a test to it? I mean, is this not a... Um, I've actually, cause my buddy Ryan Dops, he's a, we're in, uh, we have the, my daily naturals supplement line that we, we have. And, uh, I, he, he all the time tells me and I was like, Oh, you know, you're just a chiropractor. He goes, man, but let me show you. And he shows, he always, he has it at the ready cause he's faced it before, but chiropractors actually do more x-ray, um, t uh, teaching than, than doctors do like tenfold. They, they learn diagnosis by like tenfold. They do the. There's all this stuff that chiropractors have to do that's way extra beyond MDs. And I'm like, why don't people realize that, that even your chiropractor is actually far more intelligent about your body processes than the MD you're going to who is a specialist? I mean, right. I mean I, that's just my observation, and I don't think we all pay attention to those things. I mean, Doc, uh, Ryan Dobbs, he's a cool guy. I really, really like him. But these guys just don't get the credit. And I don't think MDs have got have got the credit they should. Um, they don't. They have not gone through the accreditations that I think they should. If they're going to be this God figure in your life, where they get you know they have this ultimate, I can give you pain medications or I can give you chemo or I, he's the only person in the world that can sign these orders. You know, it's like I don't know. I just don't see the faith in it. I don't see where they've they've shown that they're worthy. I guess. Well, MDs don't even get much nutrition and, you know, we are what we eat, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like real basic fundamental. They don't know anything about nutrition. Yeah. They don't tell their doc, their, their patients to eat better, eat lots of greens, eat, you know, organic. Um, the oncologists are telling their patients to eat sugar. It doesn't matter what you eat. That is so wrong. That's why the PET scan uses sugar to take the radioisotope and drive it into the cancer because that's, Cancer loves sugar, so it goes right to the cancer cell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and the radiologists, by the way, they don't they don't understand radiation. They know how to read scans. They know how to give scans and read them. They don't know that much about radiation. I found that out by talking to three different radiologists, and they had no idea the difference between a milligray and a millisievert. And I was like, how did you guys get through your residency? It's um, So don't think that radiologists know anything about radiation because they don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, well, they got to go to the radiologist to ask them how to do all that stuff, right? Again, they could prescribe it, but they don't have to actually be knowledgeable in what they're making you go through. So shame on them. Well, and, uh, and uh, this has been great conversation, Mary. Thank you for all these things. Now, I did go over and uh, so you got uh, the uh, boobsdoc.com, B-O-O-B-S-D-O-C.com. And then we also have a new standard of care.com. And I did get the N or the R changed to an N on there. I don't know why I kept doing that. Uh, are they next to each other? No, they're not even next to each other. I don't know what I was doing anyway. Um, but that's crazy. What, what, uh, uh, you got any other projects coming up in the future? What do you think you're working on? I was going to do one on Lyme disease, but I, there, there's been a number of movies on uh, documentaries on Lyme disease now. So I think I'm just going to take a respite. I'm, I'm writing a, a book on about breast cancer screening. And I think I'm just going to keep promoting this film because I think it's really important. And I put so much work and money and everything else into it. I, I, yeah. I'm it's the, my films are totally self-funded. So 
Um, I'm not making any money off the YouTube either. I just want to help people. So I just hope people watch it. That's yeah, all. I just no. want to promote this. And I appreciate you having me on your show. No, Mary, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I'm going to definitely let people know about what you're doing out there. You need to be heard. And it's not that you're trying to get people to change their religion. You just kind of give them an extra option, right? I mean, everybody wants options. Everybody wants to be able to think about what they're doing and make good educated, educated uh, decisions. And I think that's what you're doing out there. Right. Integrative medicine, you know, whatever, whatever direction you go, it's just good information to have before you go in and talk to the doctor. So, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I understand so much. Well, thank you for that there. Uh, well, you got about, you, you want to, uh, four or five minutes. I mean, I'll give you any time you want here to close out. If you want to, uh, give the people a little, little speech here at the end. Oh, a little speech. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, you, you don't happen to have my trailer there. You could start showing, do you? Ooh, <laughs> Probably me, not. <laughs> I could do, I could do it. You just got to give me two seconds to do it. Which one are we going to do? A standard of care? Go to a new standard of care and push on trailer. That would at least get them started on that. Let's see what else I can talk about. I talked to doctors all over the world. I talked to doctors in the EU, Mexico, all over the U.S., um, there's a lot of amazing therapies out there. They all kind of had these fundamentals though of keeping. Sorry, sorry. Take it. Yeah, <laughs> Go. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. I gotta, I gotta tune it up. So keep going. I, I gotta get it okay. in the box first. Go <clears throat> so there is stuff though, that as a cancer patient, if you do get cancer, you can, you can um, embolden yourself, you know, um, by cutting out your sugar, um, exercise is good because you're oxygen, oxygenating your blood, change your diet, clean up your air, clean up your water. So you can be proactive. That's really important for people to know either to don't get cancer, or if you do have cancer, you can also, whatever, you know, road you take, you can start doing that right away. Yeah. All right. Let's play this intro real quick. Or this, uh, um, your trailer here, it's three minutes, uh, a little over three minutes. So we'll play that for you right now. Here we go. I am a seeing is believing kind of person and I believe in drugs. If surgery worked, cancer would be easy. If chemo worked, it'd be. None of these things work. I thought, my gosh, what? look what you're doing to me. You know, you're taking out this organ and that organ. I did have my oncologist tell me that when I was, when I was 60, I'd have the heart of an 80-year-old. Harm from treatment is a real problem. Oftentimes, if you follow the guidelines, you'll kill people. I think we're doing it backwards sometimes, yes. Is that the standard of care? That's the standard of care. It hasn't been working so well so far. I suppose desperate times <laughs> require desperate measures. And to me, alternative therapy is a desperate measure. It's unbelievable what's happening. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I've been told it's, we're close to a, a big breakthrough. It's a medical breakthrough. In 10 years, I never saw any of my patients lose their hair. Not one, not one. It turns out they thought the machine was broken. So when we go into his office, um, and he opened it up, he was very freaked out because... There was no tumors. Here we go. They were gone. He just leaned against, back against the countertop with his hand in it, on his chin. And I was like, so, you know, what did the scan say? <laughs> he said, whatever you're doing, it seems to be working, so just keep it up. So this past week, I had a follow-up MRI, which was 16 and a half years after my initial diagnosis. And to this day, all that remains of the tumor is scar tissue. So I began to think, 
how come they're not looking at some of these things? No one can understand why these trials weren't funded. They were effective and non-toxic. So what's the problem here? Then unfortunately, it just wasn't doable. It never happened um, and the funding went away. Nobody's helping us. Everybody's trying to <laughs> put us out of business. I'm talking about governmental agencies. They should be first to help us, but they are first to hurt us, okay? I believe that they thought they were going to be successful in bringing him down and putting him out of business. Then you get in trouble. Then the government's on your case. So I was on the, the stone floor of our exercise room with a uh, pistol to my forehead. It's still, it's a dangerous game. If that's the way the FDA conducts all their investigations into potentially helpful drugs, that's concerning to me, quite frankly. Yes, I'm admitting that unfortunately there's some doctors who've forgotten what professional means and they milk the system. I think in most of these cases, they know what they're doing. They know. But there's too much money riding on it. And if they can get away with it, then why not? There are, is no morality in there, it's strictly a financial deal. And um, that's not acceptable. You know, cancer's big business. Trillions of dollars of research. Where are we? A little bit better off than we used to be. We're looking in the wrong place. So, you know, the whole system is rigged. There is not a standard of care. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for the work you're doing on that, Megan. It's uh, fantastic. This is stuff that uh, people don't, you know, they think about they want to do, and, and you've actually put the shoulder work, you know, put lean your shoulder into it, put the work into it. Uh, this is really great. So thank you so much for doing that for everybody out there. Uh, real quick again, guys, let's make sure we all understand or have heard the websites. We have the one, which is a newstandardofcare.com, and uh, <clears throat> that's that was part of the uh, the the. Uh, trailer I just played. It's over on YouTube. Uh, guys, go, go go over there to the website at newstandardofcare.com and also boobsdoc.com uh, and that's B-O-O-B-S. Like you guys, remember when the, we used to do it on the calculators, guys? You know the whole thing? Well, anyway, boobs.com. Uh, guys, uh, boobs, sorry, boobsdoc.com, not boobs.com. Good grief. I don't know where you're going to go on that one. Uh, sorry. Family channel, we don't do that here. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, Guys, thank you so much. Uh, let's get out there and let's get out there and support her and let's spread this around and let's watch what she's doing and see what we can do to help those around us. I know we've all been affected by this in different ways and uh, I kind of married into a, a situation so I understood what was going on but I also questioned a lot of the destructiveness uh, especially at the cellular level and the and just all kinds of stuff that happens to the body. The And I just, I, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get how we've, the, I think it's sadomas I don't know, is it sadomasochists, the ones that enjoy the pain of others, um, or whatever it is? I just, I don't know. But anyway, uh, all that for a dollar. Uh, boy, you'd say that, you know, no, you know, people wouldn't do that, but I, I do believe that they will do about anything for a dollar. 
and shame on them. So, uh, Megan, I'm gonna get you out here a little bit early. So, thank you so much for what you are doing out there. Anything? Any last parting words? No, I just want to leave people with hope instead of fear. So, watch the film and be prepared for God. You know, day of dread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I thank you so much for that. It's been fantastic having you on. Uh, and we'll get you back on again if anything comes up. If you're going to do any more uh, or you have an update on something, please get a hold of us and get us back on, okay? Thanks, Jim. All right. So thank you so much, Megan. We'll see you soon, okay? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Well, that was a great interview with Megan, and what a great story. This is, and this is where we tend to see people really step up when they see it in their family. And the sad part of it is is that you end up losing a family member. Uh, just like, um, you know, we had – uh, we've had several people on here with the shots. We've had people on here with different things across uh, the last few years where people have come on to talk about their family members being tortured in hospitals, having to have get judges involved, having to get lawyers involved, having to put spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's just, it's just unbelievable that we have a standard of care that says that. And I, and I even um, – I, I didn't, I haven't shared this much. I don't think I really shared it to anybody, but my son had to have surgery um, the day before Christmas Eve. And uh, I said, well, if you're not able to handle, if you're not able to get the surgery done here, then I'll take him to Dallas. I'll take him to Oklahoma City. I'll take him to Kansas City. I, I mean, I can, I, I'll, I can drive him to Kansas City in two and a half hours. I'm sure there's someone there. I'm not going to wait another day and a half to two days to have the surgery. Uh, this is something that needs to be taken care of. And all of a sudden, things got uh, got to moving along. So it's it is a, a matter of they are just as human being as everybody else. Uh, if you want your car fixed by and fixed right, you tend to ask around. You tend to uh, see where things are at, and if they're not going well, you change mechanics. You do other things. But with these doctors, we tend to lock into them and allow them to use these processes on people that really are not proven to do much. And if you get down to the idea, just like the tetanus shot. Tetanus shot is a sterility drug. It causes sterilization from six months to a lifetime, depending on what your body does with it. And I don't know, I've guys, I have cut my hands, my arm, my heck, I've even hit my. I got you know, I've had cuts on my head by metal, and uh, I've never had a tetanus shot. And last tetanus shot I had was back in uh, basic training, and I've not had one since. And I've I've spent my entire life being cut by rusty metal. And they'll tell you, well, it's because there's a bacteria that'll blah, blah, blah. I don't know if anybody that's ever suffered from tinnitus or te- um, tetanus, not tinnitus. I have tinnitus. Ten- uh, ten- By the way, that's a whole other thing too, guys. Let me talk about that. Uh, tetanus is sterility drug, but tinnitus, we're finding out now that there are certain types of venoms certain types of toxins that get on the fibers of the cochlea inside the ear and cause the micro vibrations is what you hear is that ringing in your ear. And so this is a process that really people need to understand so you can actually be better um, at this than what they've been. Uh, we, we're not making good decisions, just like, you know, copper is essential. We don't have copper toxicity. Uh, there's all this stuff that, they, I mean, I, guys, if there was going to be somebody of copper, copper toxicity, it would have been me. Just saying. I, I mean, I've, I'm, I got copper all day long. So uh, we're still, like I said, we're still working on a supplier and getting those things so you guys will have the ability to uh, be able to buy a copper cups and uh, a container for the counter and bracelets and other things like that. We're working on that so you guys can have those. Again, it sounds like it should be simple, but it really is not that easy. I don't know why. Uh, just like the whole vitamin line thing. It's like uh, the FDA got involved and it just drug everything out and made it worse. So... 
Uh, these The government has really not made themselves useful in a long, long time. Anyway, guys, uh, I did have a um, – <clears throat> I'm going to give you guys a look. I don't know why my voice is off right before I started my show. I don't know what happened there. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I did have a great time uh, in Scottsdale. And, again, I was out there. Uh, I know I, I was uh, having a vacation, but yet I was working. Uh, did enjoy uh, doing – and talking with people about – Latrol and about the silver and about remineralizing toothpaste and all these different things. It, it was always it was always neat to see the the reactions and and the people were like, "This are you serious that there's something out there that can actually?" And like, guys, this stuff is right in front of our face and and we, they're not going to tell you about it. Uh, and so these it was great to have those conversations. Great to see all the cars and all the different things. And yes, I did eat a corn dog. I had one, and uh, and, and obviously there was a little bit of junk food here and there, but. Uh, did have a great time, uh, really great camaraderie, enjoyed meeting a lot of great people, hand out my business card and, and to a lot of people to talk about their health and their wellness going forward. And this is where we're at, guys. We've got to do this differently. We talk about the parallel economy, but yet you run right back to your doctor the first time you get an earache when you can just put a little bit of silver. Uh, I, I, did, I did it myself. I took a little bit of the, the silver water and I poured it right into my ear. Just, I mean, we're talking about a couple drops. Within 20, 30 minutes, my ears no longer hurt. And I know that sounds crazy, but you guys are dealing with kids with ear infections. You got tubes being put in kids' ears. You got, you know, all these antibiotics and all this crap being shoved in people's bodies. And all it does is destroy the good microbiome that's inside of us. We are, we need those microbiomes. We need those those different things going on, those bacteria in our bodies to, to digest things and to break down those toxins that might be sitting in there. Uh, no different than how we need mushrooms in the field and out in our yards and our gardens. We need mushroom. We need fungus. We are more bioavailable to uh, bioidentical to fungus than we are anything else. But yet, we're not having these these great conversations. And so, be mindful as we're going down these paths that when we hear doctors and people, you know, make certain statements. Oh, I know what this is. I know it. Oh, I gotta, you know, it's like doctors. This osempic stuff. The all these different things that we've got people that are sticking in their bodies is not the right answers. So, Edward, thank you so much for your your great comments as well. Uh, Carrie, uh, see anyone famous? Uh, uh, at the car show, I did see uh, there's a guy on Motor Trend. He was there. I did see uh, Sammy Hagar. I did see uh, I did see Goldberg, and uh, there was just a few like that. Everybody else was pretty nondescript. I did see uh, three. There was a bus there that was about a $2 million bus that had four Bugattis parked um, with it. So, And they also had private security and other things. So I never did see who – I saw who that was, but I didn't know who they were. But they obviously felt that uh, they needed security to be able to pull in and out. I don't know if it was Jackson himself because uh, uh, the Barrett-Jackson, there was Barrett and Jackson – uh, they, they're the ones that started this whole thing and they've got charity organization, stuff like that. But anyway, uh, there was a, you know, a nice big Prevost there with four Bugattis and, the, and one was worth 3 million. Uh, one was worth about two, the other, oh, both were worth about 2 million. So there was somewhere in the 10 to $12 million worth of value just in a, like literally like a 50 by 20 foot area. It was pretty, uh, well, maybe 50 by 30 area. There's about ten to twenty million dollars worth of value of uh, mechanical devices uh, sitting there. It was kind of interesting to see, 
Uh, I do recommend if you get a chance to go and just walk around. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you get to see a lot of amazing cars. Car shows are fun anyway. But when you're there at this level where these cars are being sold, I saw amazing Thunderbirds, the old school Thunderbirds, and I saw amazing Mustangs from all kinds of different styles. And I saw Eleanor, and I saw, uh, I saw, like I saw a Trump's car. I saw uh, there was a couple other. I even seen some Ken Miles uh, GT40s that were there, the original ones that beat Ferrari in that Ford versus Ferrari movie. Uh, I got to see some of those and. It was just one of those things that kind of can. It was just checking the box, guys. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything that. I mean, to me, I, I had a great time. I thought it was. I thought it was fun and enjoyed my time. And maybe somebody else would only enjoy a few hours of it. But I, like I said, I was very busy in the booth and and working with those guys and and helping out. So it was a really good time. And like I said, we did have uh, some adventures at night. I did learn that I am a very good axe thrower. Uh, I did uh, go to an axe throwing uh, venue, and I did not realize I was I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> so, uh, flick the old axe, you know, give her give her the old sling there. And I was even trying to do some stuff that I mean I don't know I just thought it was normal. I was like, well, I'm gonna try these other things. And anyway, uh, it was a very interesting time to be a part of that. Uh, thank you for that question, Carrie. And as we go through all this stuff that I, I'm just telling you a little bit about my time there. And I didn't forget about the southern border, but I'm going to tell you right now, guys, the southern border sounds like another January 6th to me. Sounds like we're going to have ourselves some issues there. So I don't want people running out and going to the border, but be a part of the rallies that are away from the border. Uh, just some uh, words of caution. There are some things going on. I did have a, th- a telethon I was a part of. It uh, was over my Rumble channel, and uh, that was on Saturday. It was seven hours. I hosted that with different people uh, across the nation that are going to be a part of that rally that started in Virginia just today, and they're heading down uh, across our country, and they'll be ending up in Yuma, Arizona. So great stuff, trucker rally stuff. It's going to be fun. So, And but guy, but remember this, guys. If the federal government can charge you with obstruction of a proceeding by just walking on grass – Imagine what they can do if you happen to confront a migrant. Uh, just, just giving you guys a little word of the wise. You'd have the wrong people, and our judicial system is no longer trustworthy. And the, and the law enforcement, the guys with the gun and the badge, the policy officers, uh, they are out of control, and they're just trying to keep their job so they can make their bills and keep their wife happy. And, uh, and like I said a thousand times on the show, the guy who stubble, shoveled, coal into the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz is just as guilty as the guy who pulled the lever on the gas chamber. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for everything you guys are out there. I'll give you guys more of an update of things tomorrow. I want to talk to you guys about stuff that's going on around the world, but there is a border battle coming up, and uh, hopefully we are not going to turn that in. They are not going to turn. I say we. They are not going to turn that into something it's not. All right, guys. Remember the type of step we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less that they do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. You're not give up. You're not give in. We will win. I promise. I'll make promise I can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. You've always been the answer. Do not let them usurp your power. You have the power over them. They are your public servants. We live in a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Remember, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to lose her democracy, which is elected leadership. Imagine that. All right, guys. I'm Jim Price. Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys have a good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.